0: Unbecoming of Age, the podcast, a cautionary tale. Listen to what they say, then do the opposites. Your hosts, Colin Flynn and John M. Craig.
1: Thank you for joining us. You are tuned in to Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. Two guys that I've never met in real life got together, decided to do a podcast. I'm one of those guys. My name is Colin Flynn. I live in Iowa and my co-host, Mr. John M. Craig.
0: Hey, Colin. It feels like a long time ago we uh, decided to make a podcast. Uh, I want to say it, it is almost almost three years ago <laughs> that we decided. And uh, but then again, uh, ten weeks ago, eight weeks ago, feels like it was five years ago. I think that. I think yeah. Before, Yesterday kind of yes, feels I, like no, five days ago. Yeah, is it still is it still that way for you? Feeling like uh, a little bit uh, not sure what day it is or what's going on, even though yeah. you're working from home.
1: Yeah, I, I got this thing going now where uh, at about three o'clock in the morning, I'll, I'll wake up and uh, I'll go over to the window and just because I'm curious as to what's going on in the world at three o'clock in the morning, and I'll, I'll pull the blind aside. And every time I do that, it's like every excuse me. All right, uh, I'm so sorry. I'll turn uh, that down. I,
0: <laughs> bellhop bellhop will you get my bags yes uh, i need to get on a plane i'm going to, going so, to so you know i was
1: just going for, i was just going for the for the uh for the freaky scene there no but I'll, I'll what was it that
0: what, what, what was that was that an There's, alarm
1: that's my phone but was it ringing.
0: ringing i mean i mean it was a ring but what is that ringtone is it is it that your regular ring
1: that is uh yes that it's that old school ringtone that they have
0: huh didn't sound like the it, yeah okay i don't even know if i have oh i must have that one we both have iphones
1: yeah Phone doesn't ring that often, mm-hmm. but uh, anyway. Uh, so, yeah.
0: So where was I? It's, it's three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Yep. yep. And the, I go to this the, morning.
1: Yeah. Every every night I do this every. Oh, night. Oh,
0: every
1: night. I, I just wake up at three a.m. and I go over to the to the curtain to the to the blind and I'll pull the blind aside and I'll look out the window, okay. and all up and down the block, everybody is doing the same thing. All the blinds pull aside for just <laughs> a second. We all uh, wave at each other. We just ah. wave.
0: Now, when you, when you wake up at 3, I wake up at, this morning I woke up at 3.30. And I, almost every night I wake up anytime, be, sometime between 3.30 and 5.30. And then it, there's no real exact time that I wake up. And I, can, I usually go to sleep pretty quickly. But there was one time I fell asleep. I, it wasn't during the day. It was at night. I don't remember, but I just I felt like it was the next day like it was that you ever have that confusion where you don't know if it's day or night you don't know how oh, yeah. long you've been asleep kind of deal yes uh, yes cuz i don't think yeah. i've even taken one nap i don't think so yeah
1: Man. yeah i haven't I'm, been I'm real big sure. on
0: the naps either but i i, I have
1: absolutely have that feeling or I, I have had that feeling before i used to i remember once when i was uh i I just got out of uh, high school. It was the summer right after high school, and I had uh, moved into a uh, kind of a well, we These guys I knew had a house, and it had like four or five bedrooms, and there was a bunch of people living there. And uh, I had been working this crazy job with all these weird hours. And uh, we had, uh, of course, because we got this house with a bunch of people living there. I'd been, uh, there'd been a lot of parties and stuff like that going on. So my my sleep schedule was all screwed up and uh, I didn't know up from down. And I was working this job where I had to go to work at, I had to be there at 6 a.m. And uh, they were really strict about making sure that you started, you know, at 6 a.m. you were there and you were ready to go. Uh, It was one of those kind of places. And uh, so I, I was very concerned about getting to work on time. I had come home after work. It was, it was actually in the evening and uh, I had fallen asleep on the couch. And one of the guys that I that I was living with came over and saw me there and he, he woke me up, just, uh, I don't know w- exactly why, but he's like, hey. And, and I woke up at it with a start and I was like, what time is it? And he goes, oh, it's almost seven. And I thought it was 7 a.m. Right. For, it was in the middle yeah. of summer. And I took off out the door. I was like, I was going to work.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, um Apparently, well, I know a guy. I, I don't know if I've ever talked about the guy who uh, the very funny guy that drives vans on movies and he can't parallel park. and I've told you about that guy. He's like way inside his own head. He's uh, not a very the best driver. Uh, he wasn't on my job, but apparently before I met him, he got up on a Sunday once, got in his van and and drove to do his pickup <laughs> on a Sunday. He's got yeah, a lot of... I mean, he's, like, next level. I, I can't even imagine how that happens. You know, like, it's a Sunday in the New York, New Jersey area. There's no traffic. That shouldn't ever happen. You would right. have to know, like, at some point, you'd have to realize something's not right.
1: Something's going on. Well, here. unless yeah.
0: unless it was 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning, and then there wouldn't have been traffic anyway. So I'm not really sure. I have to, I have to find out about that one. But I, I don't think I've ever gone that far where I've, like, not even known what... I mean, because it's usually a split second, and sometimes it's even just from being groggy and waking up. You know. Yeah,
1: I had no idea. I was headed out the door. I was, I was a couple blocks down the street before I kind of figured out what was going on. It's like looking around, going, "Wait a minute! It's not! It's not! Wait! It's not morning!" There's. So, yeah.
0: So I, I don't want this to turn into a running podcast, but uh, as you know, I've I've been running, you know, for a, a, a good year now. More, I've probably run more in the last year than I have in my entire life. Mm-hmm. right it was combined right you know so which isn't necessarily saying much because I was never much of a runner I never really liked it and that was the reason I sort of embraced it and you know early on in this podcast we had talked about it a little bit here and there uh, you you were a serious runner right yes at times in your life I mean very serious like great right? on your Sunday runs like when you were regularly running what were like the long runs that you and your pack
1: so you know I, I, a lot of times I was training for marathons, and so I you'd kind of go in and out of these phases, but uh, anywhere between a Sunday long run usually would mean double digits. So you'd be somewhere in the range of 10 miles uh, and up. And a lot of times uh, it might be 16, 18, 20 miles right. on, a, so, on a Sunday.
0: Okay. So I am, I am, uh, you know, I use, I'm obsessed with the Peloton app. I use it all the time. I barely use the bike. I don't have a Peloton bike, but I've got the Peloton digital app. And I've got a knockoff spin bike that was a lot less expensive and is just fine. But I tend to use the meditation. I'll do three meditations in a night, like sleep meditations when I wake up at 3.30 in the morning. Right, because I'm like it's still the morning, and then I listen to a five, you know, five, ten, twenty minute, and fall back asleep usually very quickly, and so uh, and I did a four week uh, strength training uh, class, you know, and it was it was cool, but my heaviest dumbbells are 20 pounds, so it was it was more about just doing something, doing physical, you know, working out at least an one to two hours a day, even if that meant on an off day walking. You know, walking 12,000 steps, you know, four or five miles. So I just started a program last week called Road to Your 26.2. It's a marathon training program. So it's an 18-week program. Uh, It's broken down into three parts. So I just wanted to ask you about this. Having run, how many marathons have you run? Roughly.
1: Uh, Like six, maybe.
0: And so... So in week 1, day 1 is just a rest is a meditation, a 5-minute meditation. The next day is a 10-minute audio, you know, audio pre-run warm-up with like a 4-minute jog at the end. You know, so it's quads and you know different stretches while you're walking, you know, and then a 30-minute tempo run. This is in week 1, 30-minute strength run on day 3, day 4 a warm-up and like a 30-minute and then it progresses each week. So it's a similar thing meditation day one day two warm-up run and then and then at the end of each week like the first week the long run was only four miles this week the long run is six miles. week three eight miles back down to four miles up to eight and then week six ten miles and then the following week same kind of progression Does that sound... And I think the longest run, I think, at the end of the 18 weeks might be 16 miles. Mm -hmm. Does that sound about right? Yeah. For marathon prep? Right.
1: Yeah, sounds about right. I
0: mean, I would imagine. I mean, I don't think that, you know, they're going to have a program where they're not consulting serious runners who've run marathons and who have done training. (coughs) Toughest part for me, though, and this is with any run, is determining my, quote-unquote, marathon pace. Now, I don't plan to run an actual marathon. But unlike you, I have never run more than six consecutive miles ever. Right. So for me, it's just I'm just trying to do something and build up and, and, and push myself to do more. Um, and I want to know, like, like when I do a, you know, because when I do a 5K, my, I don't know, maybe, you know, my best time is about eight and a half minutes. Yeah. But sometimes I push myself and I push myself too hard. And even in these like pacing, I'll start dancing down, to, and my heart rate's way too high, and I shouldn't be doing that. But it's really that's the hardest thing for me to figure out. You know, like first time marathon guy my age, forty nine, gonna be forty nine. I mean, what do you think is reasonable? I mean, I know you you only know me from talking to me. What, like, <laughs> like I know. you know what I mean? Like, like I don't, I don't know. Like, what, what's your marathon pace? Or what had it been roughly? What had
1: it been back in the day? When you were um,
0: when you were healthy and, and you know, in that kind of shape doing it.
1: Um well, the first time I tr- I tried to run one. Uh, well, the first time, the first marathon I ran was Chicago Marathon, and I was going to try to. I had the uh, idea on my very first one that I should break three hours, so I was trying to run about six fifty uh, mm. pace somewhere around in there, wow. uh, which uh, didn't work out. Uh, I ended up uh, running slower than that, and uh, so it it can fall apart. Um, you know, the thing about marathons is you you always start with uh, with a plan, and and uh, a lot of times uh, it goes south on you. <laughs> mm-hmm. You got to re- and you got to adjust. I think yeah. on the first one, just the idea would be um, I would take uh, certainly take a five k pace and and uh, deduct probably a couple minutes per mile. That's off what of that. I fig- That's what I yeah. figured,
0: and it would seem that you want to be somewhat consistent. Yeah, and so, you don't you know yeah. you, you don't want to do what I'll do in a five k like come out of the gate way too hard and then like so because you you got to pace yourself.
1: You do, and people tend to start too fast all the time, and you you get this thing where you you get in with a crowd of people, and if if we ever have crowds of people again, but um you, you get in with a group and and uh, get excited and and uh, usually you tend to go out too fast. Uh, that that happens a lot, so
0: I don't know if I will ever run an actual marathon, like sign up and run a marathon, even if everything goes back to normal and we have marathons whatever. However, I would like to maybe one day run close to 26.2 miles, even if it's just for myself, and all I'd want to do is finish best time possible, and what I don't want to happen is, I don't want to cramp up, uh, I don't want to have a heart attack or a stroke, die, uh, but most importantly, I don't want to shit my pants. (laughs) <laughs> okay, that's really... No, I really yeah. don't. I don't want to, like, do that, so...
1: There's lots of things, like I said, can go bad. You're, uh, you know, the... the uh, what else happens? Uh, bloody, uh, nip, bloody nipples. Ah!
0: Is, is, ah, is, is, ah sorry, sorry. For, I just, for, I literally just pulled my elbows into my chest and covered my nipples. <laughs> I'm wearing a shirt. I'm just... Ah! Yes. Uh, chafing, chafing, there, huh? Yes. Ah. There's
1: chafing things. There, uh, there.
0: I, have, I have a body like a thing, but I don't put it on, like a roll-on thing that's supposed uh, to help with that kind of thing?
1: There's a, yeah, there's these oh. bo- body glide products that were... Yeah, work, body glide. I have they, like, those, Yeah, I would liberally use those. Never uh, use it. Uh, yes. Uh, somebody never was telling me to. somebody was telling me that they were running with somebody and <laughs> they, uh, okay, there, there are marathons where they will hand out uh like big popsicle sticks of vaseline for people and so you you can uh put that on as you're going by if you're feeling ch- chafing and uh a friend of mine was telling me that he was uh with somebody that uh took the popsicle stick of vaseline not knowing what it was and decided hmm. <laughs> that it must be something to eat and uh sure. smeared it smeared it on his tongue it, uh, was which was it would not be a good thing but uh, so
0: so I had already sent you pictures of my little mishap today so so again today is um, day two Mm -hmm. week two 30-minute run which I did complete uh, but the first time I attempted to do this uh, about four hours ago at noon today Monday May 18th is uh, uh, ten minutes into the run I, I tripped and fell so it, it was I was on a sidewalk and what I do when I'm running is I don't wear a mask okay I don't wear and and some people still wear masks when they're walking their dogs or whatever particularly elderly people so what I do is if I see people walking their dog on one sidewalk I cross over to the other one and I say I'll go back like way ahead of me crossing paths with them right and I, there was no one around me absolutely no one around me and I don't think it's a perfect sidewalk but I don't think anyone saw me, and if they did, it was probably the most entertaining thing they have seen in eight weeks. Better than Ozark, better than <laughs> Jimmy Fallon, um, and I don't have uh, shorts with a zipper in it, so I hold my iPhone Pro Max like 11, the big one, it's a big one, in my one hand, and I hold my AirPods case in the other hand, because I don't want the AirPods case popping out of my pocket. Hmm, so, okay. So... If you trip and fall, it's really helpful if you have both hands to yes. brace yourself because the instinct is to put your, for me, the instinct is to put the palms of my hand down so that I don't lose my teeth, you know, I don't want to get curbed, right. you know. I, so, so I, I, and I can't, I don't know if you ever have that moment where you don't know what caused you to fall, you don't know both shoes were double knotted, uh, I don't recall seeing the sidewalk being a mess, So I can't, I don't know if I tripped on something or just one of those moments where I looked away or got distracted, lost my footing. All I know is it happened so quickly and was so disconcerting and I had blood all over both hands and my right knee. Right knee didn't hurt, but a lot of blood and it's dripping down, you know, from the knee down the shin, you know, and onto the sneaker and the sock. And then, but it was my left hand, but particularly my pinky, which was... Holding the phone, that it was—it took out a chunk of uh, like the upper knuckle, right Yikes. below the fingernail. Ouch! A lot. It took out a lot of skin, and so I was sort of—I was like shaking. I was like, because I, I was like lightheaded and so confused, and I knew that it w- probably wasn't, or I thought it wasn't as bad as it was. But I don't know if you remember two years ago on Father's Day. It was Kylie's 14th birthday. Mm-hmm. and I was um, setting up for her birth- her little pool party thing and I had a little utility knife and I was cutting, I was like trying to splint you know like a beach type umbrella that was above a picnic table like one of those yard umbrellas um, and I was trying to cut some tape. The other splint was not so good so I- and I slipped and I cut um, you know between my left lower th- uh, left thumb knuckle and my pointer finger and I still have a scar there and it was a clean clean cut but I compressed it and then when I sat down my blood my my uh, blood pressure went from whatever it was it dropped and my heart rate dropped way too fast and I passed out now I didn't lose that kind of blood today but it was one of the things I thought of right away you know like I my big fear was passing out you know So I ended up, I called Cameron, and then I said, never mind, I'm close enough to home. I was like half a mile, never mind. I just walked it off and walked home and then cleaned it up, probably did a terrible job. I'm no Florence Nightingale. And uh, ended up going back out and finishing the run. But uh, it was one of those moments where it's just like, okay, things are better here in New Jersey, but I still don't want to go to urgent care or the ER.
1: Nah, Uh, I don't think think I would.
0: Yeah. I mean and the other thing is I I don't really know uh, there's not real a lot of room to do any stitching there on that part of your finger but uh, but it, I mean the pictures look a lot worse than it is.
1: Look like I, a lot of blood you sent me a picture. Of, yeah like, yeah, uh, it was and yeah. and that
0: was after walking for like uh probably another 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Uh yikes. yeah. It nah, did. It looked, whatever. Yeah. It Looks serious. It, it yeah. Did. I mean, it's not. It, it's totally fine. I'll. I'll be. You know. I mean, it's. But it. It did. It did make me a little anxious and nervous. Like, just. I don't know. I don't know. It's been four years since I had my stroke. It was like, yeah, 2016, May 30th, 2016, on Memorial Day, and it just. Uh,
1: shit. I don't but know. You just. But you just tripped because there was. Yeah, was I don't a, think I tripped
0: on anything. You know, I. I really think. I think that. I don't know. I think it was my plan to cut across to the other sidewalk because of where I was. I I think I just got confused. I I really do. I don't know. I I mean, there was nothing... Two feet? You
1: tripped over your own two feet? I I don't think I...
0: No, I don't know. I just think... I think I was deciding which route I was going to take. Am I going to walk, run straight up this side of the sidewalk and cut through my kid's elementary school? They're not yeah. in elementary school, but and go that way? Or am I going to cut across and go on that next block? I think right. that's what happened. But again, I, I don't know. Um, and like I said, nobody was around me. Because I vaguely mm-hmm. remember kind of looking over my right shoulder to cut across the street, but I don't know. I just think I got tripped up without necessarily tripping over my own feet. Just, I don't know. The the parts don't all work together. Sometimes I think as I get older. Well, I
1: don't yeah. know. They
0: don't yeah, it
1: would have been uh, fun to see the video. Maybe. Oh uh, uh, yeah, see.
0: no, I would have. If video exists, I'd be very happy about that. Well, yeah. I mean, I can't undo it, so let's.
1: do You'll think. heal and uh, you'll be tough at the end of all this. I guess the yeah. way it works. Uh, I, yeah. gi- I just didn't
0: want to give. I just didn't want to give up on the run. Like I still wanted to get out there and finish it and
1: and move forward. And so your's this second week into you said a week, week, eight, eight. two,
0: day, week, two, day, two. yeah.
1: Week, two, day, two of eighteen weeks. Yeah, All right.
0: right. Now, my so. point is is what I'm saying here is that, oh, you know we've we's been a really tough and trying time, and I'm like doing this program just for me,, uh, but I tripped and I fell, and I got right back up. But I'm kind of a hero, is what I'm saying. You know, I'm an essential workouter, and i'm I'm a hero. You' a that, uh, is that the takeaway?
1: Yes, that No. You should get a shirt made. No, I, no, I, don't, I I survived I, the, the great <laughs> tripping incident of, of, of COVID-19 uh, May 18th,
0: 2020. No, I just I I've, I just uh yeah, I felt bad even calling Cameron because I'm like I just worried my son
1: I you know I have uh, wiped out a couple times uh, running and it's been uh, kind of nasty so I understand I've seen No, you know here. I think it's
0: just humbling. It's like a weird humbling. Like, did I just what am I a, a fucking baby? Like, it's like so I how can't the get... hell? Yeah.
1: How no, I don't think did... I tripped yeah. over anything
0: other yeah. than maybe myself and my brain.
1: All right. Well, you survived. You're going to be okay. It's good. I did can... so. Yeah. yeah. I'm
0: a, I'm a runner, but not a good runner. It's my point. I suck.
1: Clumsy runner, but that's Clumsy, okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm, I'm a terrible communicator, so much so that I can't even communicate with myself when I put one foot in front of the other a little bit faster than walking. Yeah. Sad. So
1: uh, in New Jersey, uh, things are uh, starting to come alive? You're starting to see people in the world? How's that working?
0: Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. I would say yes. We've kind uh, of. Sort of. Yeah. Um, the beaches are open. Beaches and parks are open. And um, but this weekend, but no lifeguards yet. This weekend there'll be lifeguards. Cameron just told me that the beach club that he works out This will be his third season as a lifeguard at uh, a, a, a local beach club, smaller, family-owned one. And they have a a, a big pool, a, a kids pool, and the beach. He told me they're not going to open the pools because of it doesn't really work with the physical distance. Sure, yeah. Excuse me. You got to call it physical distancing, not social distancing, because people are going to be out in the world socializing, but just it's I don't think it's going to work. Like I don't think people are going to I mean, they can close off the pool and put up whatever they want around it and that would work, but I don't I think people are still going to be relatively close. It's going to be tough to enforce the idea of having I, I, I see more cars on the road already. Mm-hmm. Uh, the weather's getting nicer yeah um I, I don't know I just think it's be- it's gonna just become more lax and people are just gonna start doing their own thing and I don't think that the authorities are gonna be able to manage it well I don't yeah I I mean don't. that's what I think I mean I could be completely yeah. wrong I'm still doing my best to physical distance um. We
1: have uh, we've widened our circle. We have uh, been around more people. I guess family though it would be the most part. You yeah, know, still when I go out, I'm nut- nuts about. Uh I'm not going to go to a restaurant uh, anytime soon. I'm not one of those people that just feels like they got to get out and get in a crowd. Uh, But um, we've uh, included more family and some stuff. We went to uh, Rachel's mother's yesterday, and uh, most of the family was over there. And uh, we were uh, kind of... Sort of stand apart. Uh, there was uh, a common food area that everybody met, and then we all uh, kind of got out, and uh, everybody was kind of s- a lot of outdoor seating type stuff going on. It was a nicer day, so uh, sort of a picnic type of uh, atmosphere, but uh, kids were around and all of that stuff. So uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm of the mind right now that, you uh, Just from a mental health standpoint, uh, I think that, um, you know, across the United States, uh, there are going to be a lot of people that if they don't get in contact with people, and we're probably already seeing that already, but you know, just more depression, more suicides, uh, there's, they're talking about that there's, uh, been a big uptick in uh, spousal abuse situations, child abuse situations. People sure, sure. spending too much time together, more more mental illness sort of things from from that sort of stuff. And I think that we're going to have uh, uh, instances where, and you're talking about swimming pools as an example. Uh, Tori here, uh, she worked at the swimming pool last year in the pools they've announced in town here are not going to open uh, and uh, I read um, uh, a concern uh, online that somebody had expressed uh, that uh, they thought that if, you know, when it, when it gets d- truly hot out and there's no place to go to cool off, you're going to have people that uh, shouldn't be in situations, you know, uh, swimming in the river, we've got a big river here locally and uh, places like that where there will not be a lifeguard. There's probably going to be uh, at least possibly there you know there's a potential there for accidental you know drownings that sort of thing uh, drowning incidents i guess all drownings are accidental but uh, anyway um we're going to see people dying of things that they wouldn't normally die of uh, at the at the rate uh, at a greater rate i guess you know because of the the other thing that we're scared about, which is, you know, the big thing. So um, right, yeah, I guess, yeah. I so I, I, you know, uh, like I said, I'm not you know, I'm not rushing out um, to to get into a crowd, uh, and uh, but at the same time, I realize I've got to get out somewhat. My, my workplace, I don't think we're going back for any like maybe fall if that if that happens. we we'll, you know if there's some sort huh, of a, wow. some sort some sort of something going on there, but. Uh, they're just going to have to find a way for people to to uh, isolate, and I think that people are starting to figure out that um, n- maybe it's time to talk about uh, an- another way, another another strategy for for isolating the the people that are really at the the most risk, the elderly, the people that have you know some sort of. Uh, comorbidity. I love saying that word. Comorbidity. Anyway, uh, people that I have don't even know what that means. Uh, well, it means you got something else that uh, could potentially kill you, and then you combine, you know, two or three things, uh, and uh, all of a sudden you're in trouble. You know, um, where the if you know you're at the hospital and uh, somebody had six things wrong with them, and they also had uh, COVID-19 to some degree. Well, um, could any of the other five killed them? Probably. You know. Uh, did they die from COVID-19? That's probably the box that's going to get checked in a lot of cases. Uh, is that right for them to do that? I, I, that's not my decision to make. I think the hospital administrators are going to have to figure figure out what uh, what all that is. But I think we got a, a lot of statistics out there right now that are uh, being thrown about that, um, that uh, maybe aren't very accurate. I think we also have... Uh, some statistics that probably should be shared that aren't being shared with us which is the fact that uh, the one that comes to mind is still that um, 90 almost 90 percent of us um, while we can carry it potentially we're not going to get sick from it so if we're carrying it to other people, that's a bad thing, certainly. But who are those bad things that we're carrying it to? And maybe we need to isolate them, and everybody else needs to go about their their business. And if we've been exposed, if we, you know, we should be able to get a test, which uh, pretty at least around here. Well,
0: yeah. You know. I mean, I I'd like I'd like to know. It would have been great if we could have gotten tests sooner. But, again, I'm not second-guessing anything. It's just... I'm not
1: either. I don't think...
0: I, again, I, I just... I Listen, I don't know. I, I, I've i said this a lot. There's there's not... There aren't too many playbooks for this. Right. You know, for, for anyone in, 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 in any... Second. You know, and... and uh, You know, I, I kind of kick myself a little bit for the beginning, for throwing around the flu stuff and flowing around things and, and not necessarily talking about Trump because I still... Whatever, I still don't like the mixed messages coming from federal government, state government, numbers, statistics, questions, and I, a lot of people are responsible in terms of that information. Uh, me, you because we're taking numbers, but it's not the full numbers because not everyone's getting tested. You know what I mean? Like I don't know, and I don't know that we'll know. And I'd like to believe yeah. that whatever the thing is, however it changes. That we learn that somehow we learn something from it, and we can do better with it, and mm-hmm. we know where are we going with viruses like this, and what can we do, you know, uh, just as a global community yes. to fight these things and to prevent them from happening? right?, I don't know. i'm I'm not the guy for any of that.
1: Well, it, no, I'm not either, and, and you, like, depending on who you listen to, uh, you get all sorts of different, uh, you know, information. Uh, I've heard, you know, the stuff about blood types, and I've heard the stuff about uh, different uh, things you should be using for supplements and all of that stuff. I, I think what we've learned if anything uh, and probably a lot of people are going to ignore this because that's the way we uh that's the way we are as humans which is um you know harden up uh, get get in shape lose the fat uh the idea that you know we can have uh uh you know the, there, there's been a growing mentality across the country i think for a while you know with the you know, terms like fat shaming and things like that And we shouldn't uh i i, I don't think you should you know make fun of people because they're heavy or whatever but we also shouldn't uh encourage them to feel like that's okay either because it's really not uh, we know that um the the idea of you know uh carrying some extra weight is a good thing is uh, or it's okay we should all be happy with with that it's just it's just not true and uh as they're figuring out you know wow. which groups of people are are, are are getting getting sick over this so the, there's been just recurring themes uh, and
0: uh, well I, like preventative health yeah uh measures should be important and and having a uh I think if if uh, if if Arnold Schwarzenegger were allowed to he's nutty. I mean, he's got llamas. what does he have at his home? He's got all kinds of crazy <laughs> stuff. I don't even check out his Instagram or anything. But again, if I, I, you know, like like if he were in government, uh, I would think he'd be good to give like put importance on health, right. right, right? You know, um you know, and I, I think it's important in in all communities to have that and to promote that to the best, uh, you know, at a young age. like I, I don't even think even in my community, I didn't think that, they had enough physical activity for kids like you know I'm not saying I just think that stuff not all kids are going to be on a sports team so at an early age I think like exercise and play should be valued now I'm extreme right now because that's like all I do I mean I spent a lot of time doing that but I've not been the healthiest guy my entire life I mean shit a couple of years ago I was smoking I drank too much I did that whatever and I'm like I don't want that I don't want if I'm going to go to an extreme I'd rather go to this extreme than go back to that You know even though it's extreme that i'm not drinking right now you know but i don't know it's you know what i i don't know the answer when it comes to that kind of stuff you know because if you had if you had a dui and you had accidents or whatever the insurance company is going to charge you more like and, and I'm not I'm not even arguing I'm thinking out loud right now about pre-existing conditions and well a pre-existing condition Cameron's a type one diabetic like what, he would have to pay more or do it because he's type one diabetic the thing that just happened you know he didn't do anything to make that happen no but now a type two diabetic uh, you know a bit hereditary it's health stuff it's a combination of things you can possibly lower it yeah. without insulin right in certain ways or if you hadn't done X Y and Z if you didn't smoke I don't know what the answer is smoking's legal. Not good for you. We know that. <laughs> we know that. So it's a big business. I don't know at the end of the day, a lot of these things are business and money and the economy, and that's what it's about. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm not saying it's things are that black or white, but I'm talking all the, all over the place right now. Let's go back to running.
1: Back to running. Uh, let's well, get back. I to want to that. run
0: away from whatever I'm talking about right now because I don't know what I'm talking about. I and just I don't disagree with you uh, regarding the importance of health. So, you're still,
1: you you are still, though, trying to kind of keep the circle tight at, at, around, around the house. Is that what you're saying? Is that what's going on there in New Jersey? Is that what you're uh, saying? I mean, for
0: me, yeah. I, yeah. I, so, that's the thing is that I want things to get back to quote unquote normal, whatever normal is. I would love to go back to work. I'm not, that's not going to happen for me anytime soon because even when film and television goes back to work in the New York area, I'm not getting, I'm not the first guy out of the gate getting a job. Yeah. I it, 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 I'm, I may be lucky to work one more day this year in that business, doing what I had been doing for a year and a half all last year. Did so, v- very well. I'm not likely to happen.
1: They got to be uh, that whole industry has got to be running out of stuff pretty soon. I, I would guess. Yeah, these,
0: I, I, I've been saying that since day one. They're going to yeah. run out of stuff.
1: Yeah, well, my so, job's
0: the most important job ever.
1: So they're. I mean, well, they're going to. They're going to the, with the money that's involved with that. They're going to find a way to get back. And I'm sorry. Well, yes. I, all yeah. these, you know, the the little patchwork quilt stuff we've got going on with uh network tvs trying to do things from people's houses and all that stuff and um i think we're going to get tired of all of that pretty quickly where if if you if people aren't already i haven't really watched much of that kind of stuff but um i would guess that you know they're going to have to they're just they're just going to they're going to decide okay let's go do this let's pull these people in and let's start some projects I, I,
0: well yes, except that depending on where you're shooting, right, right. so it, it's going to really depend on the state that you're shooting in. So like my friend Evan is a producer on uh the Kevin Durant youth basketball story, and they shoot in um, in Virginia. Uh, okay so he's likely to go back to work sooner than some of my things but but there are some things like let's say you have a restriction where you can't have more than like 200 people right let's just say and i don't know much about his show but let's just say there's a big championship game right and they have 200 extras and they're in this space but there are still physical distancing measures or you're going to have that many people you need to take everyone's temperatures well how what are the logistics of that who's responsible who's the one is it the first assistant and director is it a set medic is it more set medics who pays for that right so yeah, I'm, and I'm just talking about one industry you know there's a lot of variables in that you know but it's it's not it's it's many of them you know like barber shops they open up it'd be like okay they have six chairs well okay we're only gonna use three chairs and we're gonna space out each customer you know by one chair right Mm -hmm. so there are a total of six people in there and nobody and everyone has to wear a mask and nobody can be outside you know nobody can wait in the waiting area they have to wait outside in their car or whatever with a mask and when they're ready they'll be texted or called or whatever and then someone will go out and get them or say come in right so all of it, restaurants, bars, but now you've got Memorial Day um, weekend coming up this coming weekend. It's mm-hmm. a little bit earlier this year because uh, June 1st falls on a Monday, and it always falls on the, I guess, last Monday in May. So I don't know. I don't know what that's going to be like in Northeast, in states where that's kind of the kickoff of the better weather, you know, summer season, you know. Um, well,
1: I, I, I don't know. I'm just trying to in my mind as you're saying all that stuff. I'm thinking if we go, say we get a month down the road here, and with a lot of states that have kind of opened up now, and and there, things are starting to starting to uh, you know more people are getting out. Okay, if they get a month into this and all of a sudden there's uh, a a bunch more, there's outbreaks, then that'll slow things down, obviously. But if they get a month into this and the outbreaks aren't really very strong, that's probably going to give people a mental attitude that, okay, let's uh, let's be a little more aggressive with with being out in the world or however that works. And I guess slowly it it, uh, starts to turn around. but. Uh, and then maybe the possibility that they get some sort of uh, better indication of, of there being some sort of a uh, a vaccine or some sort of therapeutic, I guess. I don't know. I'm just trying to, in my mind, try to figure out. How no, I, yeah, I don't yeah.
0: know. And you still have anti-vaxxers. You even have regular, re- more reasonably people that are like, no, I don't get it. Like the
1: anti-vaxxers time. are going to have to move out. Or if, well, uh,
0: I mean, I'm not an anti-vaxxer, but I don't typically get the flu uh, vaccine. I, yeah. I just don't. Yeah. Well, I, I do you so I, mean, I, uh, I have I have before. I have in my life
1: yeah I have I don't do it consistently the uh, I guess what I would want to do is no I, I would really really like to know because I suspect that maybe um, I, I've had some of the symptoms uh, for about three minutes apiece <laughs> um, I've had scratchy throat I've had uh, uh, one day i kind of felt like I almost had a fever um, that went away really quickly You know, I've had uh, uh, you know some uh, every time I walk out of a store if I'm out in public when I when I leave the store For a good uh, 10 minutes. I feel like I have the COVID when I leave the store It's it's with me strong and then, I
0: feel the same way.
1: Yeah, and then 10 minutes later I'm it, it's yeah, it's, it's um, yeah, I'm doing okay But um, so I guess what I would like to know before I got a vaccine that would be a new vaccine that I would prefer, probably all of us would prefer that uh, maybe they'd had uh, been around a little longer and been tested on a few more people uh, than trying to hurry up and get one that's a, a quickie kind of vaccine. Uh, I would want to know, have, you know, do, did I was I exposed to it? Did I have it? Uh, do I have these antibodies that they're talking about now? And if that's the case and they know that I can't get it, then why, why would I get a vaccine? I'm not going to do that then. So um, then, then we're working through a bunch of other people, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. So, But, yeah, I don't know. Um, I guess all of us have all these questions that are still uh, looming, hanging out there, and, and uh, it's, it's causing a lot of uncertainty. It's causing a lot of people to wake up at 3 in the morning.
0: I don't know who to trust. I don't know what to do. I don't yeah. know. I don't yeah. know. When will we know?
1: We, I, that. That is, yeah, you, you just don't know who to trust. I, I, I saw... Mean, I, I, like with the mass thing, I saw this uh, story about the, well, two things that, that upset me. Okay, number one was the mass. I saw this uh, one story about um, that the mass uh, really don't work, and I was like, well, that's bullshit. That can't be a real story. Let me go just take a look and see where that c- came from. Well, as it turns out, the story that was being, um, that w- they were talking about in this, uh, in this article, it was from a very reliable source. This CIDRAP Center for Disease and it's like, yeah, I don't know what it is. It's at the University of Minnesota. The The guy that you and I watched that was on Rogan, He was from, he's from Sidrap, that guy that was originally on Rogan and talked about uh, how serious this was going to be. Uh, so Sidrap, this uh, thing, at the, which is an acronym, um, up at the University of Minnesota, they're saying that the cloth masks, the homemade masks, the non, non-surgical, non-N95 yeah, type yep, masks yep, yep. are ineffective and they don't work. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, they're just basically saying, you know, if you want to use one, sure, go ahead. But uh, realize that these these little charts that everybody's sharing online on social media, with the if I have a mask and you have a mask, there's ten percent, and they've got these ninety percent and all these things, and they've got these scenarios of people with masks and without. Those are all none of those. If you look at those little those little diagrams, none of them are are credited to any logical or reliable source if you look at those little things it doesn't say this is a created by you know um, whoever um, so then I thought well if Sidrap is saying this what is the CDC saying about it so I googled the CDC thing and I see an article from actually from 2003 I think it was um, so it's, a, uh, it's old, a little bit older but in 2003 the Center for Disease Control said no way do cloth masks work they're ineffective uh, you, you, they, they they don't work. Okay, 15 years, 17, 18 years later, they have now said, well, they're better than nothing, you should wear one. They've kind of contradicted themselves, but they very strongly said in an earlier study that they didn't work. So do they work, do they not work? Who knows, I don't know. I think a lot of times they, they probably wouldn't because of the way people are wearing them. Okay. If you walk around and you see what people have on and how they've got them positioned on their face, okay, to me, I'm looking at some of this, the, these setups and I'm going, eh, Pretty hanky, pretty sketchy. Uh, probably not doing me or anybody else any good other than the peace of mind. I would still rather you stay the fuck away from me instead of being six feet away, just stay 12 feet away and we'll both feel better about it. But uh,
0: Right, yeah. Yeah,
1: so there's that. And then here's this other thing. I read about this doctor and this doctor has, has been a consultant for one of the major networks. Uh, he was a, a New Yorker and uh, just like within the last week or so, came down with, with COVID. Uh, said that he had taken, quote-unquote, every precaution that you could possibly take to make sure that he didn't get it. Been wearing gloves, been wearing a mask. Uh, he's pretty well been suited up, and a guy that knew what to do, hand-washing, all of that stuff, still got it. So he said he felt that he got it when he was. He had to take a flight. He was on a flight from New York to... Uh, or from, It was from, uh, I think, from New Orleans to New York, and he said he was on the flight, and they, they filled up the plane. They weren't using social distancing in, in this on this flight, so there was a lot of people there. He said he did have gloves and a mask on on the flight, and he was seated in first class. So he had a little more room than everybody else, and he was taking all, most of the precautions. So he says, the doctor says, he got it through his eyes, hmm. because you can get it through your eyes. And I'm like, really? Is that, is that? Is this guy just making this up? A doctor wouldn't do that. A doctor wouldn't make up stuff, would he? So I start looking around at the articles for that. And, of course, everything you see is, is it real? Is it not? Who wrote this? Where did it come from? I don't know. But I did find some articles from, it looked like, medical journals and from uh, university-type settings where they said, yes, indeed, uh, that um, if it it can be. it's It's not as easily contracted through your eyes as it would be through breathing but definitely if you're walking through somebody's um, little sneeze spray or whatever somebody coughs behind you or whatever and you've got your eyes wide open yes yeah
0: this is why I wear a mask and a cloth <laughs> blindfold like that Netflix movie the bird box and yeah, exactly. I, it's scary. I just I don't want to see the thing coming and what ends up happening in <laughs> a grocery store is I end up bumping into a lot of people <laughs> like people get pretty up they're like I don't want to get through my eyes and yeah. they're like the cloth's not effective I was like I don't have goggles and I don't know why I talk like that but whenever I'm going, I'm like, I need more. to t- better. I need better information. She's going to wear a giant beekeeper. Out, you know, one of those full-on, the movie, Outbreak, you know, yeah, or Contagion yeah. outfits, you know. And we exactly. just walk around like.
1: Just going to have the, the whole s- suit up. Yeah, put the uh, oxygen tank on and suit yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: I, I don't know man I just I don't want to live
1: I don't want to live in that world so um.
0: well I've seen some masks online man I've seen I've seen like on like a Kickstarter and Indiegogo that are like it's like n99 like it's like 99% like effectively but it's this futuristic this second fucking dystopian fucking mask that has this like it's almost like a full-on running HEPA filter inside that's recirculating in the air and you change the filter and it's like I'm like what is that that looks awesome <laughs> like, you yeah, contrast a cyborg
1: you contrast that with I don't know if you saw that stuff from Wisconsin where okay the governor of Wisconsin had Wisconsin had been on lockdown and they had some pretty onerous uh, type laws they were uh, in a situation in in Wisconsin where in some areas they had police that were uh, sometimes ticketing people if they weren't uh, if they didn't have uh, a job that was deemed you know as, as being uh, essential that sort of thing so they, they were really cracking down Governor gets her her uh, rule overturned by the state courts there, and immediately they just opened the state up and bars opened. People were going in full bars. People just sitting there drinking. Just you know, no masks. So, yeah, there were probably some around here and there, but for the most part, people just took off and headed out to go socialize, get in the get in get in the crowd with people. So. Rachel and I have been talking about this, and uh, I, I think we're gonna. We're, we're, I think we're gonna have a lot of. A lot of people are gonna be infecting each other here for the next. Uh, I don't know, next month for sure. We'll see how long it takes before we figure out what, how this goes. But I think we're headed for <laughs> whatever level of herd immunity can happen. It's gonna happen my, much more quickly now.
0: My most immediate concern, personally, and while it could be a long shot, is. If for some reason I I didn't already have it or get it, I'm not immune to it, and I get it, and then because of my immunocompromised, you know, my uh, having had a stroke, right, uh, high blood pressure, uh, I it scares me a little bit, right. So and and, and again, I, I don't know. I'm not just saying. I mean, I I'm, yeah, sure. I don't know. I, I mean, I, the idea of it scares me only because I had uh, like I had read a post that a guy I knew who got it is my age like a- anyone I've heard talk about it just it just sounds like it's awful and m- really painful and scary yes yeah I'd seen, I, seen some of those and, and I don't know I mean and I, I'm not saying it's scary because the news media told me that it because people who talked about what it felt like and they've never felt this kind of sick before yeah but you know someone who is maybe possibly otherwise healthy most of their life
1: yeah it, yeah they don't know they just don't know um i would if i were well this is what i'm doing i guess put it that way is i'm just trying to take some vitamins trying to take their sand vitamin d and zinc are super important and vitamin c i've been trying to do that mm-hmm. and uh trying to g- get out and uh get my my lard ass out and do some exercise and uh try to uh t- i'm just trying to harden up man i've been listening to uh david goggins and uh some people like that uh just these guys that are uh, maniac workout kind of guys a little bit trying to change my, my brain shape my head a little bit and uh, yeah drink less work out a little bit more try to take care of myself so
0: I don't really know who David Goggins is
1: David Goggins is a he's a uh, is an odd dude he's he's um,
0: retired Navy seal is that right re-
1: yep that's the guy yeah he he uh, He's a uh, he's a exercise fanatic. Now he's a guy that started off as a, he was a fat guy. Um, and yeah, I by, see that. I uh, see a yeah. picture
0: of him. Yeah.
1: Yeah, by his own admission, uh, he tells a story about the first time he went out to run. He had in, in his head he had this uh, th- you know this image of himself going down the road for five miles or something like that is what he thought, and uh, he only could make it a couple blocks the first time, uh, as as fat David Goggins when he when he went out and uh, he was. Completely, wow! Yeah, humiliated and uh, just uh, really had a had a rough time. But he ended up. He's right now. He's uh, he's a. Like you said he became a he became a Navy seal. Oh, yeah,
0: no, I see I see his before picture and his after it's next level. yeah,
1: but he's not the guy for everybody because he's 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 in your face and, and uh, he's just one of these guys that uh, like what to what's he
0: you. do? like where do you where do you hear him? what do he you podcast uh, YouTube
1: he's got uh, he's got a Instagram uh, he's on Instagram. He posts uh, somewhat not a lot on Twitter, but um does stuff on Instagram mostly and uh he probably does have some youtube videos i haven't really watched too much of those he's been on some podcasts here and there oh yeah Uh, he's
0: um, yeah he's a little bit younger than me it looks like he he, he, he's 45 uh uh, american ultra marathon runner ultra distance cyclist cyclist triathlete what's the ultra marathon how many miles do they do for the ultra marathon uh
1: you know uh, anything past the normal twenty six point two, they would consider ultra, but usually those yeah. are um, the next jump up would be thirty miles. The uh, would be the one after the, you know after that, and then beyond that. But he's done some really long stuff. He did one where uh, recently, I don't know how long that was. It might have been one of those like two hundred plus mile things where he ended up uh, in really rough shape. He had to be hospitalized for a certain period of time, mm-hmm. and when he got out of the hospital, he went out and finished. He like the the next. Mm-hmm. He like drug his ass out. The guy's crazy.
0: I mean, yeah. Uh, this one says uh, in 2005, he entered the San Diego One Day, a 24-hour ultramarathon held at Hospitality Point in San Diego. He was able to run 101 miles in 19 hours and six minutes, despite never having attempted to run a marathon previously. What the fuck, dude? He's That's got right yeah. Away. He's
1: he's either depending on how, and it may be both. He's he's either the strongest, uh, mm-hmm. mentally strong. Person you might want to run across, or the most <laughs> mentally deranged, crazy. Um.
0: Yeah, I, you know what? I, I may give up on even the marathon running because I tripped on a sidewalk in a suburban <laughs> New Jersey neighborhood. Goggins entered into the Hurt One Hundred, an ultra marathon in Hawaii, which is widely regarded as one of the hardest ultra marathons in the world. By the way, if it's the Hurt One Hundred, I'm good. I'm good. I want to be. I want to be the uh, not Hurt One Hundred One. I mean, hurt. I want to be the guy that oh. dropped out. Well, I, you know, I th- with
1: you know, if I were, if somebody asked me, is uh, running a marathon a good idea? I would say, if if you want to go run one marathon, uh, that is probably a, a worthy goal for a lot of people to, to try to accomplish, and uh, it will it will change you forever. That's for sure, in in a good way. Uh, it uh, can, I just want
0: to know what happened to this guy as a kid.
1: Uh, I don't know. I mean, no, no. My,
0: I mean, seriously, I, I, like, I, it just seems so fucking extreme.
1: He is extreme in, in a weird way, and I, I don't know his whole backstory. Um, I've just been watching a video here and there, and he does all this shit at the end where he's running along, and he's like doing this, you know, he's got this rah, 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 rah thing, and he's always like, stay hard, <laughs> hmm. stay hard, stay hard, screaming that stuff at you, but um, yeah, he's nuts, but he's the kind of guy that, uh, yeah, when you... When you talk to him, he's like, when you hear him talk, he's, yeah, I've never talked to him, but yeah, when you hear him talk, he's, he's, he's inspiration in his own way. I hmm. was just uh, noticing, I just looked at the, uh, I was looking at the interwebs here as we were talking, and uh, Eddie Haskell from the uh, Leave it to Beaver show.
0: What about him? What yeah. happened?
1: He died. Ken, o- Ken Osman was the guy's name, Ed, the uh, actor who played oh, Ed, yeah, Eddie yeah, Haskell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 76 years old doesn't say what the cause of death was wonder mm. if he had corona got him hard saying i don't know but uh yeah we've been uh like around here would like i said i've been doing that the other thing i've been uh, been, uh getting into is uh, and we're not first time gardeners but uh i've planted all kinds of all kinds of garden this year so we'll see how that goes
0: Oh, uh, you were planting tomatoes, weren't you?
1: Planted a bunch of tomatoes, planted potatoes, planted onions, planted uh, green beans, planted uh, uh, greens, uh, uh, the collard greens, planted, i uh, trying to think of what else. There's there's a bunch of stuff out there we got going. Corn, I planted a whole bunch of corn this year. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so, uh, which means I'll be uh, pulling a lot of weeds, but. Trying to work on that. I bought a... uh for for the weed control thing this year, John, I'm sure you're excited to hear this. Uh, I we uh, the other mower my my lawnmower that I had was uh, was not I didn't have a rear bagger on it. I had a, just an old style mower, just a regular old uh, <laughs> i i i
0: I was hoping that you were going to talk about weed control, and, yes, I know. and rear I know. bagger. <laughs> I was like, I knew I was like, I was like, I want to see if we can get Colin to say rear bag rear bagger. Wow, bagger. I have never heard it called such a thing.
1: i I, but I, I know what you mean? Yes. I understand that. So I bought for the first time uh, I bought a, an electric mower uh which is uh it's it's pretty freaky it's it's uh it's very high tech it's a Ryobi, and it's uh it's got a light it's got a headlight on it it's got mm-hmm. this uh
0: Did you post a picture of this somewhere?
1: I did yes yeah yeah, hmm. it looks. It's like a. Fo- it looks
0: fan. I mean, it looks like a race car. Doesn't yeah, it?
1: It? it's a Ferrari. It's like a Ferrari lawnmower. It's, it's yeah, I, wild. It's self-propelled.
0: That's a Japanese company, right? Uh,
1: yeah. And then if you go into Home Depot, Home Depot is full of all these, uh, all these things that use this same charging system, this Ryobi, charging system. So if I want to get a, uh, uh, an electric uh, rechargeable leaf blower in the fall, I'll have that option going. So uh, I'm looking forward to more Ryobi accessories more, more. Wait,
0: so so they're all battery par- powered huh
1: yes you can uh, now we have at
0: all but they i mean a lot of battery they've powered. got a bunch How of
1: stuff is it? It, it works really well It, it it's uh, like i said it's self-propelled it um uh, it's cool because when you go through thicker grass it speeds up by itself the 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 blade speed
0: do, do you have the 20 inch 40 volt 20 inch 40 volt
1: that's the mm-hmm. one right there mm-hmm. Yes, Man, it's, it's a well su- on, huh? sweet thing. Oh. So um, we're using now. I'm using the clippings now in the garden to uh, for my weed control. So it's it's a it's a how long? How uh, long How long? Well, it, it's I was able to mow the it, all of the grass that we have. Uh, I was able to mow with it on the charge pretty easily, and then when I recharged it uh, after the first charging took a, quite a while. It took like four hours. But when I recharged it after mowing the entire lawn, it re- it charged again in about two and a half hours. So a uh, couple hours. Uh, they recommend that you get you know, if you have a larger yard, you get a couple. You know, you get an extra spare battery, so you just. Well, because
0: as you say, I mean, it's it shows here at Home Depot, three seventy nine for one battery and five ninety nine for two batteries.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. Th- so th- so
0: that's a big jump. Yeah. Um, but uh, the, the uh, this little gear shifter, which is actually the height adjustment, looks pretty cool.
1: It, yeah, it works really well too. It's like yeah. one, one little handle and, and pops right up, and you can adjust it really easily. It's,
0: yeah, I, I remember I remember seeing that you posted it on Instagram, and I thought to myself, that looks like a motherfucking race car.
1: It was fun. It's fun to use. So, uh, and uh, Rachel even used it for a while, and she's not. Uh, she didn't like. She didn't like the old gas one pushing that around. That was like, no, she's not going to do that. But th- this was this like, you almost wanted. You, you see it and you almost just you want to use it because it's uh, yeah like I said yeah. it looks like a, it looks like a little race car type thing
0: yeah uh, have you seen I, there's um, the uh, there's like re- robotic you know like a Roomba um, yeah. vacuum cleaner right or a robotic uh, lawnmower that scares me.
1: That would, yeah, that would be... That,
0: yeah. I I'm, I'm afraid. Like, I don't yeah. want to get my toes chopped off like it's going to come hunt me down.
1: Yeah, see, if I, if I look out the window at 3 o'clock in the morning and there's a little lawnmower going up and down neighbor's yard, I'm going to be worried about that. That's not going to make me feel good yeah. at
0: all. I, I I saw one called the Landroid. It's an wow. android. It's a good name. Landroid. I'm, I'm pretty sure I saw that somewhere. Robotic lawnmowers. Uh, yeah, I don't know where. Yeah, yeah. Works. W O R X. Uh, it looks just like a Roomba, but it's small. It's weird. I don't know. Oh, I've seen
1: sure. that brand, that Works brand. I've seen that. I'm not sure. Yeah, I've seen that somewhere else.
0: Maybe they make leaf blowers, too.
1: Yeah, that's the wave. That's the new wave. That's the, where we're all headed. Electric everything. We're going to have... Uh,
0: Everyone's... Not everyone, but a lot of people are home. We all have time to do this stuff. It's
1: just time to do this stuff, yeah.
0: I've had a push mower, you know, like the the old school ones. Yeah. I like that. It's a good workout. So you're I'm talking
1: like it. the Flintstone mower, the uh, the no engine type thing is that what you mean by yeah, no engine yeah. it's just
0: like uh you know you propel it and it's got the blades yeah. on the front and it spins and you just
1: yeah we had one of those for a while i have too. one with
0: a bag yeah.
1: yeah with a bag too wow i didn't yeah. know, didn't know yeah. those came with a bag I yeah, that, it just yeah.
0: kicks it back to the bag
1: wow that's cool uh,
0: but I, it's a workout it's a workout
1: yeah yeah I, I was looking for something that was was basically effortless i just want to walk behind it and yeah i'd I haven't i haven't attached a beverage holder out to it I should uh, but it probably it probably can't carry a beer while you're mowing can you you probably can I don't know I've like you though I've been trying to back off on the alcohol a little bit I will not say that I'm not drinking because uh, I have but uh uh i yeah I've been uh, limiting it quite a bit so that's where I'm at just trying to, I'm trying to make it, uh, make it, make myself harder to kill. That's, that's all I can do at this point. Harder isn't it to
0: harder kill. to kill the name of uh like uh the Stephen? See, we did this before we started recording. We did this. We had one of these uh, we conversations. We remember the names. We, we couldn't figure any actors we out. We should just Google. Stephen Segal isn't harder to Steven. kill.
1: Fat Stephen. Probably. It sounds like something he'd be in. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Uh, um, but it's a good, it's a good goal. Harder to kill
1: yeah i i did talk i had uh i had a uh telemedicine thing with my uh with my cardiologist which uh, everything there's been going uh swimmingly since last summer uh when i had that uh last procedure everything's going perfect since then and uh so i had a, a online thing with him you know it was basically like a zoom thing with the with the doctor and uh he's like I sent him, I have the ability to send him with my watch, I can send him with my Apple watch, I can uh, send him a, 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 what do you call it, the heart readout thing. The, the heart uh, rate,
0: right, the heart rate monitor? It, well, I've, yeah, app?
1: Yeah, well, yeah, and I also have the, the, uh, the, the uh, heart function where I can um, record a, um, uh, you know, uh, whatever the hell they call it, the little... Uh, thing that measures your heart rate not your heart rate but it just gives you a readout of the hang on I'm, I'm looking for it right now whatever the hell it's called um, like right now my heart rate is 57 and I'm doing the little deal where I can take this and it's gonna go for a minute and it's gonna record it and then I'm gonna push save and then I can email it to him yeah so anyway um, so I sent that to him, and uh, we had the 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 meeting and talked about everything and he's like, as far as I'm concerned, he said, uh, I asked him about should I be like you know you're talking about am I in a category of people that needs to worry about it and he said, based on your age and where you're at with uh with uh what we know about the procedures and stuff that's gone on with you i wouldn't I would not put you in a risk category right now, so I was like, really, okay,' because I was expecting him to say. Hide. You're screwed. So, but so far not. So far, so good. And Yeah, uh,
0: I, I'm not afraid, and I don't feel like I need to hide. At the same time, I would love to get tested for the antibodies, but I don't know exactly what that means. I haven't talked to my doctor in a bit. Uh, don't know how to digitally communicate with him. I can check to see if he's ever sent me an email, which is possible. Um, because my health insurance company, Oscar, will... Uh, they will um, pay for the antibodies test, mm-hmm. but I don't know if it's available. Right. As for the regular test, again, don't know what that means. If I were to take it today and it would be negative or whatever, I don't know. I don't know what that means. Does that mean I can still get it? Can I not get it? What is, you know, uh, I'm not so sure that help the people not showing any symptoms are able to get it but again i don't know i haven't looked into it seriously uh at the same time you would ask if new jersey is open and and it is and it seems like there's more cars on the road and even though i drove for a living when i was working uh, and i drove a lot i really like it better with less cars on the road so much so that i not that i'm getting anxious but it's like i want things to be normal but i don't know that i like the normal